Good morning, Witch Talk listeners, and Merry Christmas. I am releasing this recording today because I think it's fitting and definitely a conversation I enjoyed having. So in true episode, or in, excuse me, in true uh, season two fashion, I um, have released this one at maybe a time that was more fitting than another time. And it's been a little bit sporadic this season, but I think that releasing these the way I've chosen to um, has just made it maybe a little bit more meaningful this season and doing things uh, a little bit differently is okay. So I hope you all have a wonderful Christmas Day. Thanks for listening and enjoy this episode um, on Christian witchery. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Season 2 of Witch Talk. I'm your host, as always, Amy, and tonight I have an extremely special guest. Uh, Joining me tonight is Lisa. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Amy. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. I'm really excited that you're here, too, because in our community, I hear a lot about Christian witches, and nobody really wants to talk about it. I know, right? Until I met you. (laughs) It's something, isn't it? It's something that uh, is kind of um, quiet. Nobody really wants to talk about it. But there are lots of us out there. That's right. And our job, or at least I see my job as, um, you know, I want to be that catalyst to facilitate this type of learning in our community so that we can all feel good about it. We're all out. We all know what it's all about. Now, of course, that may be living a little bit in dreamland, (laughs) but we can all aspire to something. That's very true. So, Lisa, why don't you just... Give me a little bit of a background on yourself, if you don't mind. Well, uh, my name's Lisa Signorini. Um, my last name is Italian. Um, I I like to go by Feather Love Huntress, Honeybee. That's sort of my spiritual name that mm-hmm. sort of came about. Um, a, a tiny little background on that. Yeah, how did that happen? Yeah, well, the Feather Love Huntress... Um, I'm a hunter. I spend a lot of um, do a lot of hunting together, and a big part of that has always been bird hunting. And um, so, I do a lot of work with the feathers and the parts of the birds that we don't eat. And so, feather love hunters came to me um, through my work with the birds and my work in the bush. And then the honeybee part, um, I am deathly allergic to bees, wasps, anything that kind of flies and has a stinger. And um, yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. And uh, for someone who loves to be outside, and I'm a very avid gardener too, um, 
I have to build a relationship with the bees and Do I still have you, Lisa? There we go. Okay, good. So you need to build a relationship with the, with bees. the bees. Yes, and I, I've had two close encounters um, where I almost lost my life. And they, Jeez. believe it or not, they both occurred on August 14th. Two separate years, um, two years apart. But last year, August was the second time it happened. And um, it was very close. Like, it was very close. I, I think I um, scared a lot of people and also um, made a lot of people believers in their ability to bring people back from the dead. So, you know. Um, wow. Yeah. I have total goosebumps. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. It is. And so it's something that I have to live with. And right. um, I wear a bee suit when I go out now in the summertime it's crazy and it's hot and I look pretty funny but I don't really have a choice at this point um, and I'm working towards uh, building immunity I'm going to get um, uh, injections to try to build my immunity towards the bees so that's something that's a five-year program in order to make that happen so wow yeah so honeybee comes with um you know a lot of background and so i i wear that name proudly i feel that we all need the bees the bees are wonderful wonderful creatures they're just um you know there's just another side to them that can affect me uh, very gravely so i'm trying very hard to work with the bees spiritually and um build a relationship well you know what that that is sounds like the perfect start like that's sounds like it's going to be a long process to build that immunity and a crazy one at that so right. to work with them and to connect with them on that spiritual level is going to be really important so i commend you for doing that because not a lot of people would want to add that into their spiritual name, let alone do what you're doing with them. Right. So that's amazing. Yeah. That's really I, amazing. I, I need to do that because they're not going anywhere and neither am I. So <laughs> that's we, right. You know, we have to find a common ground. And I even um, have uh, a leather jacket that I wear that has a big uh, picture of a bee at the back. So I carry the bee with me and. You know, it's just something that we have to, I have to work with and, um, and hope for the best. And so that's sort of where I'm at with that. And that's why I call myself Honeybee. That's amazing. Well, I love your spiritual name. I think it's gorgeous. Thank you. And it comes from such an honest and true place within your soul, which is, I mean, I don't have my witch name yet. Right. I'm hoping it comes to me this year, but it has to come to you. And you it need does. To, you have to be open to, to that experience, right? That's right. And I mean, you gave me a little bit of background um, on your life and how you came to bear this title. And we don't like titles on this show, right. but we do talk about right. them. So um, to bear this title of, 
a, a Christian witch, a Christian witch of all types. Like you, you really have this well-rounded history to your life. And I'm hoping you'll share a little bit with sure. everybody tonight as to where that all comes from, because you've lived in some pretty amazing places. I have, I have, I've been very, very fortunate. Um, so I was born actually in Yellowknife, the Northwest Territories. And um, I was born uh, right on the cusp of Aquarius and Pisces, but more so as the records show, I'm on the Pisces side. And so that has rang true my whole life. I've been a dreamer, an artist, a musician. I even went to school um, to do uh, fine arts as an actress. So I've always been in the arts. And I think that the Pisces part of me has always been um, very prominent. Um, and also, uh, you know, I'm an empath, like most people are. And I'm a believer in all magical things. Um, my parents met in Yellowknife. My dad was an immigrant. He immigrated from Italy. Uh, he actually came from Argentina. They moved to Argentina when he was a small boy, and then he moved from Argentina. Uh, so. Who does that? Right? Who moves from Argentina right? to Yellowknife? I know. Well, the gold mine was there. And right. And a lot of Italians um, from the region where my dad was born ended up moving to the gold mine. And so that's sort of where they set roots. And, you know, they all um, became quite a community there. Um, and so my mom, she actually, um, she's Ukrainian. And she was in Yellowknife working as a nurse. She was doing her sort of her practicum and her first year nursing there. And that's where my mom and dad met. Um, see, this makes sense to me. I'm Ukrainian. So now right. I can see how the Christian yes. part is starting to come in. Italian yes, and exactly. Ukrainian. And Ukrainian. You, can't, you can't get much more Orthodox than that no, unless you were straight up Greek. Unless you were straight up Greek. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah, very much so. And so the, the Catholic part of it. So for me, the Catholic part of it was, right. I've always been Catholic. I, you know, I grew up Catholic. And, um, and so my grandparents, my, which in Italian we call Nonna and Nono, um, were also in Yellowknife. And they were a big part of my life. When we left Yellowknife and moved uh, towards where we are now in the northern part of Alberta, my grandparents also came with us and so they were always around and a big part of our life and um my nonna and nono um it being very catholic they also dabbled a lot in folk magic and roots and of so, course right and so even though nobody talked about it right right those practices were always there mm-hmm you know, I hear you. Says, oh, yeah, my Baba, like I didn't even really know until, you know, I came out yeah. and really started to trudge my path loudly and proudly. Right. And right. Um, yeah, my Baba was like my my grandmother's always been she's Romanian and Russian. So mm. and it's always she's the family witch and it's like accepted in a thing. But my Baba was Ukrainian Catholic Orthodox. So. 
we weren't allowed to say witch and be witches and my mom and my mom's family was quite different right so i hear where you're coming from for sure it's a definitely they do things but it was never considered witchy and now we're like yeah that was totally witchy (laughs) witchy you know from doing things like um getting rid of the malocchio which they called which was the evil eye and Mm -hmm. so you know doing all of their little ceremonies and their rituals in order to get rid of that you know back then people just kind of looked at it like well that's just what we do right but when you look at it now you can see where that came from and how much a part of life that really was you know it's it's quite interesting actually um i i sent i i read an article recently um and it's by our good friend jason mankey and he writes the raise the horns um blog on patheos and the reason i really like his writing um and i i read a lot of his stuff and he wrote um and a blog called why can't there be christian witches right and if we go back and we really go back and he said something that really struck me christianity so witchcraft traditions come from Christianity and Christianity comes from how does he word it let me see exactly here so Christianity modern witchcraft is not an offshoot of Christianity but Christianity has impacted at least a bit of some of us a bit of what some of us do Christianity has also influenced Buddhism Hinduism and Islam over the last 1500 years and ancient paganisms influenced Christianity and Judaism 2,000 years ago. Right. So, like, we think about this, and I think about this quite often. Because there's lots of talk out there, you know? Like, I, we, did a, we did a podcast on cultural appropriation and what that looks like. Right. We do, you know, and really... What are we talking about here? Do we not all fundamentally come from the same place? Absolutely we do. Absolutely we do. So how do how do we get like what does that look like for you when you when you um incorporate some of your Catholicism into your practice now, knowing that it comes from far off folk magic through your Italian lineage? You know, like, where does that come into play for you? And and how do you approach it? And, like, do you believe in Jesus? I do. And so, <laughs> interesting enough, I've been doing a lot of, like, I'm kind of a history buff. And I really like to dig deep into, you know, the past and, and things that have gone down. And um, what I've been doing lately, I joined, actually, um, the inner. Uh, Inner Alchemy Mystery School and it's run by a man named John Michael Salvato and he's a very interesting man. He actually was um, a Catholic priest. He was a bishop. He he did all kinds of things in the um, in the church but the reason he did it was because he came from the same 
um, they practiced, you know, folk magic, which originated way back when from the old religion. And so that's La Vecchia Religione. And so that's something that was going on before Christianity. And, and that's where we kind of look at paganism. And so he runs a school now where he teaches about and, you know, sort of how it all came together and how Catholicism and Catholic conjure play a role. And so interestingly enough, if we kind of date way back when, um, Charles Leland was studying in Italy and he, um, so he came across uh, a a bush, I, I, I'm losing the word in my head for what it was called, but it was a, a grove interpreted as witches doing ceremony. But what it really was, was a grove of people that included witches, but also had bakers and uh, butchers and shoemakers and everybody else from town that wanted to take part in this. And they were um, they were honoring and they were um, doing ceremony to Diana. So we all know who Diana is. Some people say Diana, some people say Diana, but that's right. right? And so that's what um, that's what their religion was about back then. And so he saw that and then he took that information and he went back to England. And he met Gerald Gardner there, and that's sort of how Wicca came about. But interestingly enough, mm. so there's a lot of background there, but they, they, and there's a lot of controversy and, and about sort of Wicca and witchcraft. Oh, yes. Right? And so the interesting thing is, is that um, those people weren't really just a group of witches. They were they were worshiping Diana, but his interpretation was it was a full grove of witches and that's where Wicca came from. But the people that actually did the witchcraft back then, they didn't call themselves witches. They were the folk magic people and they were the, like the herbalists and the healers yeah. and, you know, and, and they were yeah. the readers and things like that. And so, um, they kind of, once Christianity kind of came into play, they sort of took a step back because they didn't want to be, you know, <laughs> they didn't want to be burned at the stake. I was just going to say, maybe burned? burned? Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, and so what ended up happening was um, Catholicism came into play and then a lot of these witches would sort of hide under the umbrella of Catholicism. And so that's where Catholic Conjure came about. And so they picked up a lot of the traditions. And the funny part is the traditions actually came to Catholicism from the pagans. They looked at the stuff that the pagans were doing. They took it into the church. They changed the ritual a little bit. But where do you think incense burning came from? And, you know, the chanting and... Um, the ritual part, it all came from the pagans. And yeah. so, so it sort of, it, what ended up happening was these people sort of mixed in together. And then a lot of the witches took on, you know, bits and pieces. 
Also, in order to keep themselves alive and in order to be able to practice the craft in peace. And so it's an interesting mix how it all sort of came together and how it all went down. And and also interesting, too, is that um, like African voodoo, which Africa is right under Italy. And so a lot of that seeped into the practice. And so you get a lot of hoodoo and, like I said, the root magic and all of that sort of stuff in the Italian witchcraft. And so it's so interesting how it all sort of came about. But now, you know, in Italy, like when I lived in, I lived in Italy. And so when I was there, we would do processions and I, I didn't know what was going on. We're doing these processions and we're walking down these streets and crossing bridges over to the shrine of the Virgin Mary to put a crown on her head and offer flowers. And so, you know, that, those kinds of things and the miracles and the um, saints and and Jesus and Mary. And if you go into the Latino side, um, South America or Mexico, you get Guadalupe, you get La Muerte, you get all of these. Now, very, how do you have, strong. what ties you to that? Okay, well, your family, for, Argentina. Right, right, Argentina. And then I, um, I also lived in Mexico for a while. I, <laughs> yeah, I've sort of lived all over the place. Um, Yes, you have. I have. And I learned how to speak Spanish. I spoke a bit of Italian. I mean, growing up, we had Italian in the house all the time. So I learned a lot of Italian. And then when I went to Mexico, I spent quite a bit of time there. I also met um, my ex-husband there, who's my daughter's father. And so I have a lot of ties to Mexico and to Latin America. And so I learned a lot about the culture there and a lot about... Um, brujeria and the um, the people who heal and all of the the traditions there and so Guadalupe became very important to me because I did a lot of um, work with her while I was there I even have actually have a tattoo of her on my arm she's so close to me I'm very very close to Guadalupe so this whole time all this moving around but you were in Italy and just kind of learning yeah. what was going on yeah you've been practicing the craft the entire time pretty much yep so your um, craft is being formed by what would you say four or five different cultures oh definitely the Italian the Latino the Spanish and the Slavic the Ukrainian my right? mother my mother is very very intuitive she's um she believes she's a big believer she believes in all of it uh, you know her side of the family the ukrainian side of the family have always seen spirits and ghosts and things mm -hmm. like that so i grew up with that and then on my dad's side of the family even though my dad funny enough he's he's not a big believer in fact he's very very scientific so it's kind of he's kind of the odd man out because the rest of his family are very much believers right and so you know so that's it's kind of interesting but so yeah for me and and as a child like I don't know 10 11 years old I was reading cards you know I, I had yep. affinity to tarot and and all things magical so for me it's sort of been you know passed on I I feel that it's very hereditary 
um, very much part of my ancestry and passed on. And so, you know, that's sort of how, how, how I came to be as a witch. And now that things are way more free and open, it's much easier to be able to talk about it and share. Well, this is it. And this is why we're here tonight because uh, sit you not, there's going to be people listening that are going to be like, wow, that's me. And I didn't have anybody to talk to about that. Before. Right. And now they can find you because you are a member of AWA. Absolutely. Um, so what does your practice look like today then? If you don't mind sharing. No, I don't mind sharing. Um, it's very active. Um, I do a lot of, well, so I do a lot of crafting. Like I said, I'm an artist. I make feather earrings. That's sort of one of my big things that I do. And I make, I make all kinds of feather earrings. Um, and so I do a lot of work with the feathers. They're beautiful. Um, thank you. I like to also make masks and, um, I, I'm very much, um, I do a lot of shadow work, which is a little bit odd no. because of... No, the, the no, you know what? It's ongoing. It is. <laughs> it is. It really is. And I think a big part of that is that I work with bones and I work with... Mm -hmm. Oh, we got a little pause there. There we go. There you are. Okay. okay. And so... so I'm a hunter and so I'm, you know, I experience a lot of crossing over with the animals. And then I like to use every part of the animal that I can. I, I mean, I'm known to stop on the side of the road and scoop a beaver off the highway if it's been hit. You know, I'm, I work with bones and skulls and I do a lot of work that way. And so um, my practice is very... Um, it's very tame in the sense of ritual. I like to get out and do a full moon ritual or a dark moon ritual, but more so I just do the work with the animals and with my my garden. And I do a lot of like, prayer is a big part of my practice. Mm -hmm. And not that I sit and I, and I, you know, do the rosary often. Hey, I pray. Yeah. I so, totally pray. Right? And <laughs> yeah. And the people and the ones that I pray to are Guadalupe, Virgin Mary, St. Christopher, St. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, you know, all the big guys. And like I mentioned before, La Muerte, Jesus is my main man, you know, he's he's always been there and always will be. And it's interesting um, how it's okay to incorporate them all together. I mean, I have pictures of yeah the last supper you know <laughs> so right when talking about diana or diana this is yes. the roman goddess right yes yes so greek she's um artemis yes and, artemis yeah right, and roman yeah diana yeah. yeah and see that's interesting so because okay so then you're working with a form of all of like the goddesses I work with, right, right, um, and the gods that I work with. Mind you, I've, I'm really only working with a couple of them because yeah. they kind of have turned their noses up at <laughs> oh, me. Oh no! But I, it's simply because I, I need. There was more to learn, and now they're starting to come forth. Right. You know, as far as god and gods and goddesses are concerned, I am 
definitely uh, polytheist. Yeah. Um, definitely. And don't stick to just what my heritage is. Right. So I think that's really important for people to know, especially people that are coming from Christianity, from the church, from different religions. Yes coming into or stepping out of those things to know that that's still an option it absolutely is i mean if you think about um cards for instance i mean there's an array of cards that you can buy and you can buy um angel cards well what are angel cards right i mean we read angel cards and so you know it's about calling in all of your spirit guides guardian angels goddesses and gods and of course, source, creator, God, whoever it is you want to call that, right? Right. And that's really what it is. It it's is. What what you want to call it. I had this, I had this epiphany. Um, and I want to know if it makes sense to you. So we're humans, right? We're yeah. humans living a human life. Yeah. We're souls having a, this human experience. Right. And we work with deities. Right and certain paths because that is the only way our human brain can process it for sure for sure source energy is so i wish you could see my arms sometimes <laughs> although i would never do this like on youtube or anything but like just ginormous right like the amazing energy that just is oh and we can't fathom that right our spirits and souls because we're having this human experience, our humanity can can we've proven that time and time exactly. again sure have. as humans, right? We sure we have. We can't fathom things. So this is our way of dealing with source energy, creator, source energy, right. God, whatever it is, whatever it is. Exactly. Right? It, and you know, in the end, it's about love. Like. Yeah. As witches, we are supposed to do no harm. Now, you know, when we talk about shadow work, even then, we're not doing harm. We are trying to change things. You know, if you're doing yeah. it right and you're doing it with, you know, ethically, right? And so... Absolutely. Right? And so, you know, it's about love. And I believe, and this is my belief, that when we were created, and you think about this, like, the just the idea the the fact that you were born you i mean the chances that you as you are here are so minute so tiny but yet such a miracle right and so i believe that we sign a contract with god we sign a life contract before we come down here and that contract is to help other people. We need to do better. We need to help. We need to we need to make this world better than when we came into it, when we leave. And so I think that we sign this contract that says, okay, you're giving me this life. I'm going to do everything I can to help everybody I can in, in my path. And so with that said, with witchcraft or with Catholic conjure or Catholicism or, or any religion or belief, we're here to do good. We're here to help. And so 
my goal is always to help and aid whoever I can in their own healing journey. And, you know, <laughs> I'm studying herbal medicine right now and I'm constantly growing and learning from helping others. And the journey for all of that. Come back to me. The journey for all of us is. <laughs> Sorry, the journey That's for all of us is long, but it's important yes. to hang on to your truth. And so, you know, believe in your heart, in your intuition, and the world of witches will continue to grow and adapt and change like most things do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with whatever it is you choose to believe in, as long as you're doing good with it. And so for me, the spirits and the saints and... Um, <clears throat> A, a very um, a very dear saint to me is Padre Pio and he uh, was an Italian saint he was a priest and he was um, I believe he was a friar and he he actually was um, they call it the stigmata he had the stigmata twice in his life and Jeez. so yeah and so the first time <coughs> it went away and he had both hands both feet and the side just like Jesus did and so the second time it happened it stayed with him for life until he died and so my nonna so he's nono, just walking around with holes yeah he was and he was what right and he was a very sick <coughs> man like he had very poor health but the thought behind that now is that he gave all his health to everybody else he was always helping people and he was absorbing their disease and their sickness right and a very kind kind man and my nonna and nono were very connected to him and so you know they would leave him little gifts and little things besides his pictures and um, they sort of passed him on to me. And so now Padre Pio is very close to me too. He's, he's like one of my number one saints to go to when I, you know, need something or need help or need guidance. And, you know, and there's, that's the cool thing about it is there's so much option. Like it really opens up a big world. Well, this is it. So my question is then, the main man, Jesus. Yep. Where does he fall into all, all of this? With all of this, because we're taught, right? Yeah. Like there's God and there's Jesus and there's right. nothing else. Right. Well, I mean, there's the Virgin enough. Mary, but her role was so diminished. Yes, it really was. And right? Interesting enough, you know, the Bible's the Bible, it's a book that was written. And I have to be careful what I say here because I don't want to offend anybody. But, you know, it was a book that was written. And interpretation is also in, you know, in the hands of whoever is reading. Right. And so. Right. And so I believe and, and I'm not I used to go to church all the time. I'm not big on the actual church anymore, even though I practice my practice. Um, I still believe that. Jesus was about love and he never said mm -hmm. you know we have to have this dogma religion you know everybody has to follow every single 
Yeah, he certainly did not. That's correct. Yeah, Yeah, that's not who he was. And he was about love and he was about help. And so where he fits in, I think he fits in right close to the top. And I think he'd probably be very happy and proud that, you know, I'm, I'm asking for guidance and asking for help to help others with my journey, along with me on my journey. Well, and that's what it's really about, right? Yeah. Working with whoever you're going to work with, whatever deity you're going to work with, whatever path you're going to follow for those listening out there. It's, it's about you and it's about your connection to those things. Exactly. And nobody gets to tell you that you can or you can't. Nobody does. Nobody does. Especially now. I mean, boy, life has sure changed in the last two years, hasn't it? Life has sure changed in the last 24 hours. Right. what we're dealing with. Right. right? As Canadians. Absolutely. Put aside the witch. Yes. As Canadians, look at what we're dealing with. Exactly. And so... You know, with that said, I think that everybody is free to believe what they want. And that's the beautiful thing about witchcraft. There are no real hard set rules unless you belong to a Wicca sect, you know, that you have to follow certain rituals and things like that. But if you are a solitary practitioner or, you know, an elected, uh, eclectic witch or any of those kinds of things, there are no set rules. I think it's very important to be careful about some things. We need to be very respectful. And sort of when you go back to maybe some of the episodes you did on cultural appropriation and things like that, I think that it's very important to get the right information and talk to the right people. Agreed. Right? Get the right information, talk to the right people, be very respectful about what you're doing. But I think that culturally nowadays, the cultures would love to share their culture with other people, you know? And I think that by doing those things ethically and, you know, with good intent, you're honoring that. Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I believe that with all of my fiber. And I can say that because... A lot of, like, everybody knows me. I'm white. Yeah. Um, although probably somewhere way down my lineage in the back skirts of time, I'm from, like, the Middle East. I'm right. I'm sure of it, right? Right. So who knows? Yeah. Um, but as far as today's standards are concerned, I am white. But yeah. my family has deep, deep roots with the indigenous right. uh, people of our country. Um, it's in my family. Uh, my son's uh, stepmother is Indigenous. I have nothing but respect and love for her and her right. people and their traditions. And it's about learning and having that respect. It is, absolutely. And interestingly enough, so many of these cultures and traditions are very similar. We all yeah. use a lot of the same things, you know? I mean, the indigenous people use the sage and so um italian people use rosemary and basil and things like that right and so they're very similar in what we do 
Here's and, one for you. Grow the plant yourself. Yes. Connect to the plant spirit and then you can use whatever you like. A hundred percent. I agree. I agree. I think it's very important. When you go out to a store and you're buying, let's just use sage, you're buying sage from somewhere that you have no idea where it's been sourced from. I think you're making a mistake. You know, you yeah. can you can get those things. You can go to a cultural center and buy from the elders. You know, you can, there are ways of doing it so that you do it the proper way and the respectful way or grow it yourself. Yeah. I'm right? a big believer in growing and foraging. Me too. Like, Me all too. of my stuff. I don't know. I have a, I have a deep, deep connection with plant spirit of yeah. many different kinds. And that's just my path. That's I agree. But my my son's stepmother said something to me um uh, i don't it was a while ago but anyway yeah. we were talking about this because she i think it was right around when i came out and she was like ah, so you're with right. and right. i was like yeah what? so what do you think and she was like you know what the creator she's like i don't know too too much about what you do but the creator always intended for humans of all kinds to live with the land exactly. not on it exactly exactly you know my husband he um he's indigenous and he always says to me you know the land the land doesn't belong to us we belong to the land yeah right we belong to the land it doesn't belong to us and so we always have to remember that you know and um and and keeping in mind i think it's very important i don't think i i have a bit of a problem with a, a new age witchcraft where you know there's a lot of talk where forget about cultural appropriation do whatever you want and i i have a hard time with that racism is real it is real. It is big and it is bad. And I think we have to be very careful about things. But like I said before, if we do it properly and we do it with respect and with grace, then I think we're going to be okay. You know? I think so too. Yeah. I yeah. think we're going to be okay. And so we love to go out and forge. We love to pick my husband likes to pick diamond willow, and so we go out and look for that. Um, or we go and pick some sage and things like that that he can find. Um, and same, I with, love it, you know. And with I have this huge, ginormous greenhouse and huge garden this year. Like I don't know, I don't know who I'm <laughs> feeding. I could feed the whole town with it, really. But I do the same thing. I go out into my greenhouse. And I talk to my plants and I play music. I love to play. Um, I love to do the chants, chanting with them and, you know, play my Italian music and my folk <laughs> music. And I don't know, you, you build a connection. And, and then when it's harvest time, it just feels so different, right? It feels like you. Oh, absolutely. You know, it, it's the way it's supposed to be. That's right. the way it's supposed to be. I think that I think you hit the nail right on the head there. Yeah. It's the way it's supposed to be. Exactly. 
And unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap this up. Yeah. And do it again. Yeah. Because we are at over my podcast. Like I always said, you know, I'll keep it to 30 minutes. I'll keep it to 30 minutes. And I've never kept it to 30 minutes. I know. It's <laughs> hard. And there's so much to talk about. I could talk for hours about it. And if anybody ever wants to talk to me about it, hit me up. I'd love Honey, to please, talk about Where can it. they find you? They can find you online. Yes. On Facebook. Through yep. the AWA group. Yes. Definitely. Where else? Um, Where else? I could give my... Um, I'm on Instagram. I'm just okay. trying to think of... I can't even remember what my name is on. <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's just my name. I think Lisa Signorini. You all right. You can find me. On Facebook, or, I'm Honeybee Signorini. There we go. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, and you can find me there, and we can chat. I'm I'm open and willing, and I have I have a lot of information. Like I said, I love to, you know, go into the history and all that kind of stuff, and I'm pretty passionate about it. So I am wide open to anybody who wants to talk. Well, you know what? I don't think this is the last time we're going to hear from me, Lisa. Ah, I definitely we'll be doing this with you again excellent and um to everyone that tuned in tonight thank you so much for joining us thank you again lisa you're amazing you're welcome thank you amy um so everybody stay tuned there'll be more season two to come lots of cool things are going to start happening but for tonight we're going to thank lisa one more time thank you my dear grazie And uh, this is Amy signing off for Witch Talk. Bye-bye. Bye.